Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. This is Dr. Debbie Silber, and today we have Stephanie Dodier. Stephanie's a clinical nutritionist, a podcast host of the Going Beyond the Food Show, and is dedicated to helping women find peace with food and with their body. What I love about Stephanie is how real she is. I was a compulsive and emotional eater for years and understand how painful and exhausting it can be. Stephanie has an amazing way of helping you out of it while making peace with food and with yourself. You're going to love her. I am so excited to share with you Stephanie Dodier today. We will be talking about food, about body neutrality, about everything having to do with why we're eating what we're eating, why we're trying to make ourselves feel better with food, emotional eating, and everything that goes along with it. So Stephanie, thank you so much for being with us today. Very happy to be with you and your group of people because they're my ladies. Oh, thanks so much. And I so wanted to have you on the podcast because when it comes to betrayal, there's so much in the way of whether we're betrayed by a family member, partner, friend, person in a position of authority, we react physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually. One of the ways we do is through food. And then there's also self-betrayal. And that's another way that we can react through food. So I just want to open it up. And from there, send it out to you like hot potato. (laughs) So let's start with the way in which we use food when we've been betrayal. So we can all agree that betrayal is painful. At the deepest core of ourselves, we feel pain. And we know from neuroscience that humans are wired to avoid pain. This happens in our brain. I'm sure you've talked about that many Mm -hmm. times without us even being conscious. Like pain, avoid, survive. And one of the way that some of us find to numb the pain and avoid the pain is through food. Others will be alcohol, drugs, sex, gambling, whatever. My peeps is food. Therefore, we have a betrayal experience. We feel pain. We then turn to food as a way of numbing that pain. Yet, we don't know that most of us, and we're not conscious of that. And therefore, we think we're broken, that we're out of control, that we don't have willpower, because that's what the diet, weight loss industry is telling us, right? You should have willpower, like it's simple, just have mental strength and willpower, and you'll quote unquote, be able to control the food. And of course, that emotion is the very setup for the next binge. And that's self-betrayal, right? Because mm-hmm. now we're, oh my God, I'm broken. Like everybody tells me that it's easy. I just got to take this shake, this pill, do this thing, and it's going to be easy. Yet 90% of what drives the behavior to eat emotionally is pain, which in our case is betrayal. So yet we're not conscious of that. So if I can touch women today and tell them like, this is what's happening. Like, be aware. It has nothing to do with you being broken. You're trying to work through your betrayal experience by using food to not feel the pain. And how are they responding? When you try to get that message across, what's the response? Denial. Yeah. So first of all, I want to say it's denial for people who don't work with someone like you. So if they're on this show right now and they've read or listen to Debbie or seen Debbie somewhere, they are aware of the power of their emotion because that's what you teach, right? Betrayal Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. powerful and you teach them how to process it and move on with it, right? Absolutely. 
So your audience, your peeps are people that are ready for my message because they understand the power of emotion. What I'm here to tell you is that same power that betrayal has on your life, it has on your food. Yet, I think it's because the weight loss in the fitness industry is so strong in telling us that, well, power, we got it wired in our brain that we should be dieting and we should be controlling and we should be all of this. And they make it sound so easy that it takes time to change that pattern, but it can be done, yet we need to work on our emotion at the same time, right? We need to understand why we're having those emotions, why we're having, like I always say, what drives your desire to eat is your emotion, your thoughts, your mindset, and your past story, which in our case here is betrayal. It's like we're set up to fail because look who we're being compared to. And if we don't meet those expectations, we already feel badly. Absolutely. And that then we segue our conversation into the, the whole world of body image, right? Because emotional eating, one thing I want people to know is emotional eating is also normal. It's normal for us to sit together with a bunch of family member at Thanksgiving and eat a whole bunch of turkey mm-hmm. and pie. That's, mm-hmm. that's normal emotional eating and it's part of being a human, to having good experience around food and sometimes to not want to feel pain and use food. The problem is when we do it all the time. And then the crazy vicious circle is that for most of us, we don't like our body. We shame ourselves because we don't like our body and because we can't control food. And that creates even more pain. Mm-hmm. Therefore, more desire to eat. And then you're into that vicious circle. So working with our body image and what in my world I call body neutrality, which is that it's a safe heaven. Body neutrality is that place between what many women like me did for years, which is shaming ourselves because we don't fit the 2% of the model we see on TV and on media. And so we shame, 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 and we judge ourselves. We punish ourselves whatever the twist and turn we take, but bottom line is we shame ourselves. And then we have this new wave of people. I don't know if probably a lot of your listeners have seen that body positivity, right? Mm-hmm. Where <clears throat> they're on the cover of health magazine, they're on the cover of websites, like this large bodied women that are out there showing their body, which is great. That's a political movement as well to help neutralize what we're seeing in media. But for the women like me and like your listener who have been shaming themselves for 5, 15, 20, and 30 years to go from shame to body positivity, I call it mission impossible. It seems like a far reach. And you know, and I remember I grew up as a compulsive overreader. I mean, I, I knew how to eat when you're happy, when you're sad, when you're lonely, when you're whatever the emotion was, you feed it. And of course, you don't realize it as you're going through it. And the minute that binge is over, it's all about the shame and the, and the berating yourself, which is absolutely the setup for the next binge. And it does seem like this vicious and exhausting cycle. And what I see with so many of my clients and women who've been betrayed, first of all, we don't have the bandwidth 
because we're so exhausted and food is giving us such temporary relief. It doesn't talk back. It's just right there and available. And it gives us a dose of that serotonin and that dopamine and floods our our emotions, floods our system with a quick hit. But then we have the sort of the aftershock. Talk to us a little bit about that, if you can. So the aftershock is the most potent part of the eating experience. When you're eating in a binge or like you in a compulsive way, you're not present with the food. You're not present with the experience. You just eat, 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 eat. And then when you finally stop because you're full or because there's nothing left and you sit down, this post experience is where the potency sits in which you will, for most people, fall into that pattern of self-judgment and shaming yourself, like imposing yourself punishment for what you just did. And then, as you say, it's the setup for the next binge. But it's also where you reinforce the belief that something is wrong with you because of all that negative self-talk. I don't want to say quick fix, but one of the first steps if you are one of those women that are having a compulsive eating or a binge is to do your best to be present. Don't try to stop the moment because stopping the moment will be a fight you will lose, but try to be present with the moment. The way in which I teach that I'm a big uh, proponent of mindfulness, right? So by not setting up the expectation that you're going to stop the binge or stop the compulsive eating moment, you're already relieving pressure from you. I'm binging right now, which is okay. I'm just going to try to be present with the binge right now, right? With the food that I'm eating, where I'm at in the space. So I say to people, connect, get your feet on the ground, try to take one breath between each bite of food. And that's already a challenge when you are in a binge, right? It's so true. And I remember those days. I don't think it would have been possible to stop. No. In the middle of a binge. It was just like a frenzy. I, you know, just this blur. Yeah, you're not there. You're, yeah. you're having an out-of-body experience. That's what a binge is, right? Yeah. If you want to talk about it spiritually, it's an out-of-body experience because you're running away from the pain that caused you to binge. Right. right? The right. pain that you didn't know what to do with is too painful. So you are leaving your body into that binge mode. Mm. So the place you want to be is in your body while binging. Whatever trick it is for you, I always say to women, like, put your two feet on the ground, right? Like, just put your two feet on the ground. Try to take one breath with no expectation it's going to stop. Enjoy the whole pizza. Like, don't mm. expect it to stop, but just have one breath between each bite of pizza. Try to taste the flavor of the pizza in your mouth. Not judging it, just taste it. Like the component of what I call conscious eating, like being mindful of being in your body. And then see what happens. Mm. You know what happened most of the time? We feel full faster. And you know what I love about that? It does give you a little bit of grounding. Yes. Instead of being swept up in this tornado, it's like it puts you back on earth. Exactly. That's, I love that. And I also love the idea of the no judgment while you're doing that. Mm. But I also imagine easier said than done. <laughs> so for women who want 
to begin the journey of reconciling their relationship to food. It's not something that is done in isolation, right? Often people will ask me, how do I stop binge eating? Well, the way to stop binge eating is actually to rekindle your relationship to food and to yourself. You cannot just say in the moment of explosion of binge, I'm going to have a trick to make it stop. What we have to do is unpack how you got to the place of wanting to binge, right? Mm-hmm. What got you there? Which one element is betrayal? Like, how do you deal with betrayal, right? So what is the building block to the binge, to the compulsive eating? And then in the binge, don't try to stop it. It's too late. Like you're 90% there now. Mm. Let's get out of this and then journal, for an example. Let the binge pass. Be present with the binge. Let it pass and then unpack it. What happened? Who triggered me? What triggered me? Right. And I love how you say that about journaling, because I've found, especially for the busy mind, I have the best of intentions with, and I'm sure people listening are feeling the same way, the best of intentions when it comes to, let's say, meditating. It's wonderful. It's terrific. I get all the benefits. But something about journaling gives me something to do. (laughs) And I guess I feel like I'm being You know, I'm taking some actual tangible steps and somehow being proactive or doing something and uh, accomplishing something, which is ridiculous. But it does the same thing for me and hopefully for, you know, for other people as well. And it releases what's in your mind. So it's the basic who, when, where and how. Who was I around the moments before the bench? Who triggered me? Who I have on my mind right now? When did it happen? Where did it happen? And what was the buildup? How did it happen? Try to unpack what's driving this pain that causes you to binge. So you're taking the guilt out of the food. Food is actually your healing at that moment. The pain is so grand. I don't know if you know Dr. Gabor Maté. Dr. Maté will say when we talk about addiction, the problem is not the substance, it's the pain behind it. The more you try to harp on the substance, in our case, food, the less success you'll have. What you have to understand is what caused you to use the food. So unpack it with journaling, who, when, where, the basic question, and let your pen flow. What's on your mind and let it flow in the journal. And that, those couple things that we just talked about, the post-binge will become a moment of learning. I love the idea of how much awareness is created. You know, I always say you can't change what you're not aware of. And it is, it's so true because sometimes I'll journal and I'm writing things and I'm saying, I had no idea that was even there. And it just shows up on the page. And it's just, a, you know, it's such a wonderful release and such a great way of creating awareness. Where does self-love come into all this? Oh, my Lord. I have a bad relationship with the word (laughs) self-love because it's trendy right now, right? So if you're on anywhere of social media or magazine, like self-love through your bubble bath, right? Get yourself a bubble bath and all of a sudden that's self-love. Self-love is great, but what we really need is self-acceptance and self-compassion. So if I can like take the word self-love and say, let's replace it with self-acceptance and self-compassion. And that formula, one plus the other one, will give you self-love. Challenging to do when you don't have a good relationship with your body. Because face it, we're in our body 24-7, 365 a day. 
Yeah. And you know what I love about that? It's very real. It's very realistic because for someone who is binging or or just, you know, compulsively eating or whatever it is in response to their betrayal or whatever is, is hurting, there's obviously a challenge going on. And to say, okay, well, you just need to, to love yourself more. It sounds wonderful. And of course that would feel great, but it seems how you talked about it before, like it's a, it's a big stretch you know, with the the last thing we talked about, it seems like a big stretch going from what we're doing to self-love. And I love how this feels like an easier reach. Yeah. So self-acceptance, for an example, if we want to go back to binge, that's the reason why some of the quality foundational to my program, you're accepting the binge. And instead of judging yourself for it and shaming yourself, you're turning it into an event of learning about yourself. That's self-acceptance and that's self-compassion. When it comes to your body, it's the same thing. We're not asking you to go parade out in a bikini. We're saying like with yourself in your day-to-day life, when you brush your teeth, can you look at your face and your neck and your shoulder with acceptance of what is without judgment? Maybe a little bit of gratefulness would help also. Yeah. And, you know, and I remember having a client who, and this is, I shouldn't even say one, I mean, this is so many, where they were absolutely disconnected from the neck down. How do you help clients reconnect? So number one, understand why you're disconnected. A couple of reasons. If you have any type of eating behavior, such as binge and compulsive, to be able to binge and compulsively eat, you have to be disconnected because you cannot feel the fullness, the pain of the eating. So number one, you build that behavior in your subconscious mind to disconnect. Two, when you have quote unquote poor body image and you're in your body 24 seven, 365, you have to disconnect from that body because you hate it so much. Mm-hmm. So understand why you're disconnected and then get on the mission of reconnecting, which will come with taking your binge or compulsive eating as a learning experience and work with your emotion, but also to be in your body. One of the cheapest and easiest way is by doing body meditation. And I don't want to say meditation sitting on a green mountain with a monk and the flower power and all of that. Mm -hmm. I'm saying lay on your couch, lay on your bed, put your timer on to make sure you don't stay there for two hours, which will never happen by the way. (laughs) But put your timer on for 10 minutes, close your eyes and breathe. And then scan your body in that breathing exercise. Imagine a balloon. And every time you take an in-breath, you're in your chest, you you imagine the balloon going up and with your out-breath, the balloon deflating. And then go through your entire body like this. And then magic happens. All of my students and my clients are like two, three weeks down the road oh my God, I can feel the tension in my chest when I'm anxious. And oh my God, I can feel, I can feel the butterfly in my stomach when I see my partner. Mm. It's because that simple breathing exercise, call it meditation, helped you literally take your neck and put it back on your body. Oh, that's so wonderful. And it's so needed. So needed. So necessary. So anything you want to make sure we cover before we wrap up? So the number one thing I want women to leave with today is that there is a positive that you can learn from your relationship to food and your body. And that positive is getting to know you 
and your emotion and with the combination with your work, right? If they can do the two tag alongside while building awareness about their eating, about their body and how their eating and their body is a message from their soul, from their spirit to lead them to the path of healing their betrayal. We have a winning formula here. And what I love about it is it's so true because you can heal the betrayal, you can heal your body, you can heal all of it. And the whole purpose, and Stephanie, we spoke about this before we started the recording, is to really share such amazing experts just like you so everybody can find whatever it is that they can do at this moment to begin their healing. Some people, you know, aren't ready to work on the food piece yet. Some people are, whatever it is. So how can we learn more about you? Where do we go? So the great place is to start with my podcast. So I have a podcast called Going Beyond the Food. It's on iTunes and Stitcher. And then we deconstruct all those pieces about our relationship to food, which a lot to do with emotion and a lot to do with body image, number one thing. And then from there, I have a couple of free tools. I've got number one, an audio training. It's a one hour thing you can put on your phone. And then I start walking you through the Going to Beyond the Food method principle and how to start applying it in your life. I give you a little bit of exercise. Great place to start for the beginner. And they'll be right alongside to the work you're doing with Debbie. And then you can take the food freedom score to like score your relationship to food. Like, where are you? And it's so amazing when women do that. They're like, I had no idea that this behavior was actually negative. Like Mm. they didn't realize that, for an example, that living our life controlled by calories or macro is actually very negative to our relationship to ourselves because it takes us away from trusting our body. Yet, we're being told all the time that that's the thing to do. They're like, oh my God, I never realized. So that, that scoring system is great as well. So two free tools for you guys and the podcast. I love that. And you know what's so great about that? It gives you a baseline of where you are. So then once you do your work, you see you see the change. So everything will be in the show notes, your links and everything. Stephanie, I want to thank you so much. I know this was a huge contribution for anybody struggling. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank Stephanie so much for being a guest on the show. You can learn more about Stephanie by going to stephaniedodier.com and we'll have all of her information in the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast so you can stay in touch with her. Here's my biggest takeaway. You can learn so much about yourself by understanding your relationship with food. While we use it to self-soothe, understanding what we're really hungry for can help us with what really needs to be fed. If you haven't already, be sure to take the quiz to see if you're struggling with post-betrayal syndrome at pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz and let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.